I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, it's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Oh, <laughs> oh there he is. Who's silly, Jerry? <laughs> <clears throat> Jimmy going to show up because Jimmy would love this conversation. Oh, he is here too. Let's get Jimmy's thoughts. Say, Jimmy. What? Oh, my God. Would you rather be a gynecologist or a proctologist? Oh, good God. (laughs) (laughs) I will uh, probably go with gynecology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. The one sounds like a pretty shitty job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You do wonder if it's ruined you for some guy. Just seeing what everybody's had for lunch. I don't know about it. <laughs> no. Last night you ate peanuts. Stop <laughs> eating peanuts before you visit me. Oh, well, the one, the Just, one sees what you had for lunch and the other sees what you had nine months ago. Yeah, <laughs> or who, or more, yeah, or more. I mean, it's an aggregate. Proctology is shady, though, right? Those guys or people can be kind of shady. They're known for their backdoor deals. <laughs> <laughs> was he on Seinfeld? The uh, proctologist, his his license plate was ass man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I mean, you go to medical school, right? At what point do you specialize in that region? I mean, and why? I'm just curious. I mean, obviously, doctors see the body differently to most people, right? I find the body disgusting. 
and mysterious <laughs> and confusing. They obviously understand it more, but at what point do you decide, you know, I could be cardio, brain. No, I'm going for the ass. <laughs> like, wh- I, wonder, that I, point? I wonder if they get, you know, that, that position gets allocated where it's, you're in class and everybody's sitting there and it's like, uh, right, you're going to go for the taco. Uh, hey, John, you're, uh, you're going for the ass. <laughs> Bob, you'll go do the eyes. <laughs> you literally have like the top of the class and the bottom of the class and the, yeah. the bottom of the class. <laughs> your grades are slipping, son. You're going to, you're going to the ass. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway, it's transfer deadline day. It's pretty prime. We've got a full crew in the house. We've got Jimmy, we've got Craig, Wonga, JC, Dubs, me. I don't know. I don't know where to go from hey, there. Amy's good for a, Amy's good for a transfer. She's all good to go. She's all clean bill of health. Medic. She's done the medical and everything. Well, I did the medical. I don't have the clean bill of health yet. You gotta wait now. <laughs> How long do you have to wait for? I think I gotta wait three months. What? Oh, really? Yeah, not for all this stuff. I gotta go do my blood work and everything, and I'm turning forty six in a couple of weeks. And she's like, "Well, you know, fifty, so we'll do the pap test." Well, can I just say about the pap? I'm saying pap test deliberately because calling something a pap smear, you're not really giving it a a chance, right? To like I agree. <laughs> be known as a renowned test. It's a smear. <laughs> it's not really going above, you know, like fifth year. <laughs> they right? couldn't find a worse name for it could they no smear who the hell thought that up right it's literally a smear campaign yeah <laughs> like, how are you gonna get people to do it <laughs> let's change the perception around the pap test shall we yeah let's do it today okay. on footy Prime starting today it's no longer That's a pap right. smear mm-hmm. it's more positive propaganda mm-hmm we Maybe were pretty like- lucky, though, Amy. You don't know this, but when Sharms and I were banding about the name of the show, we were it was going to be Footy Smear. <laughs> <laughs> so close. But then we, we kind of leaned against it. We didn't, weren't we're not sure why. <laughs> if you're going to go with that, you have to lean into it hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you do with Isn't the speculum. Uh, hey, guys, <laughs> let's jump on the smear. <laughs> I think the, the Foo Fight is bassist, Pat Smear, isn't it? Yes. Yes. He's known for Formerly, playing uh, also, very, very, also played very with Nirvana, loud guitar. Actually. Yeah. A bunch of uh, great punk bands he played, an absolute legend, but unfortunate name, but it's worked for him. That's right. So I feel like you maybe, you have to pivot a little bit. So you move away from pop smear and you make it part of pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about actually, this, you guys. You know what? You I'm, I'm talking about this basis. Is it Pat Schmier or am I just thinking that because of Pat Schmier? I've got a Pat Schmier is his name. No, it it's is his Pat name. Smear. That's unfortunate. He, he was the fighters. guitar player for the for the Germs and then Nirvana and yeah. then and then uh, Foo Fighters. He's yeah. guitar. He's not bassist. Guitar, yes. Guitar. Oh, okay. Okay. Nate, Nate's uh, bass. Right. You're a big Foo Fighters fan, huh? Massive. My brother-in-law is a, like the biggest Foo Fighters fan I know. So I pale in comparison, but. That's where I get all the deets from. But you watch any okay. Foo Fighters documentary and like they, they're making fun, but at the same time, like love the fact that Pat Smear plays so fucking loud. Like he plays just a little bit and they're like, whoa. <laughs> love the they, foods, they, they must be the, the biggest band in the world right now, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. They should be. 
What are we talking about? Some uh, might say. <laughs> uh, let's get to the football, shall we? Before we lose all the audience. Are you sure? <laughs> Hold on, Jimmy. Did you just do a, a, an Oasis reference there? Yes, I did. Nobody caught it. I didn't hear it. But why are you doing an Oasis? What do you say? Because he said they must be one of the biggest bands. And I went, oh. some might say. Yeah, but they're not around, though, are they, Oasis? They're not currently Oh, they'll be back. together. They'll be back one day. They have to get back, right? Yeah. Get Please, back. at some point, even if you hit each other, you just show up for rehearsals and for the show. And then go your separate ways, Liam. No, please, just mm-hmm. do it. That's, that's, your, seg- that's summer, your segue. That's your segue into Man City. Sharks. You know what? You're exactly. Welcome. There we just go. Nice one. Lead you into it. Although Man City may not be that active on transfer deadline day, famous last words, of course. But uh, a lot of teams will be. There's a lot going on, and by the time you you hear this, I'm sure there's lots of breaking news. Um, Amrabat could be on his way to Manchester United. That'd be a great signing. Obviously, one of the best players at the World Cup. Deadline day. Now, Jimmy, when you played, were there deadlines or was it still the open window? I forget when that started. Thanks, Jimmy. Cool. Craig? Um, Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy, for that. That's awesome. Is Jimmy there still? Or is he shuffling through his uh, Oasis CD collection? I don't know if you guys read. He's not at home. He's up in uh, Blue Mountain. So I think he's having technical issues. What is Blue Mountain Jesus besides Blue. a greeting card company? It's um, a resort it's a town. Yeah, ski it's hill. It's a massively overpriced resort town. Ma- oh. The same owners of, uh, it used to be owned by Intrawest. So Tromblomp, they oh, bought those, so Tromblomp, okay. Blue Mountain around the same time. I'm not sure if they continued on it, but it's a resort town. Okay. Skiing, really shitty skiing hill that people are good at. Well, it's, it's good tallest, if, if tallest one in, in Ontario. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven hundred and sixty meters. So, like, what do you do? What do you do uh, in September? We're September, right? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do now? And you go hiking? You just it's kinda... yeah, it's like a golf hiking, hit the tennis ball. Yeah, this swimming. tube thing, <laughs> the lone tennis cool. ball. There's it's one. The tennis ball. There's one. It's a Wilson. <laughs> Jimmy's back now. Jimmy, you there now? Can you hear us now? Yeah. Okay, you're back now. I can hear you. Okay, so so when you played, was the window around or was it still just always open transfer season? I forget when that kicked in. No, there was a window. There was? Okay. So yep. that's been early 2000s then. Yeah. So how was deadline day for you? Did you ever move on deadline day? Um, No, I didn't. My, my moves all came in the summer. Okay. Pretty much. So what was the energy around clubs during deadline day? It was exciting. Charms really was because you didn't know who was coming in. And then you'd always hear about the rumors. So you'd have little bets saying, oh, this guy might be coming in. And sometimes you you were disappointed with who came in. (laughs) And other times it was was great because you knew you had certain players that were coming in to make your squad better, give you a chance. Were you ever disappointed that a player didn't leave your club? There's a rumor that some dickhead's about to leave. You're like, oh, excited. Oh, thank Christ, he's leaving. And then it didn't happen? Um, or was that you? That was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> when someone says, no, I can't remember that at all. It never happened. It's probably yeah. because it was you. <laughs> I was like that in the dressing room. I'm out of here. I'm finished. I'm getting my fucking move. I'm out. And then I show up to train on the next morning. Back in the dressing room. Hey, Craig, how, how is it when you... 
players are engineering moves. You're at a club, right? Your teammate, you know, your brother, your brother or your sister, right? And they're engineering a move elsewhere. Is it awkward in the room? Mm. No, no, not really. Not really. You kind of know who the mercenaries are and you kind of deal with it. You're dealing with your own problems and challenges with your own game to worry about anybody else, to be honest with you. Hey, Dubs, how much player movement was there in the women's game when you played? Um, not a ton. Uh, but, I mean, I, I've talked to you guys about my time in the, in the WSA and what sort of triggered um, Bay Area's comeback was when they dealt me so I was seeing as the 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 catalyst the catalyst for them turning their season around. When you left, so yeah, yeah, because it was right. it was a big move. Well, I was one. I was an international, right? So, and then I wasn't. I I started and did really well, but the team wasn't winning. And then I got benched. And then um, the team still wasn't doing well. And then they kind of got rid of me. And then I don't even know who they brought in. But that was seen. I remember watching Brandy Chastain on Letterman after they'd won. And I talked to you guys about that penalty shootout that I didn't want to take one. And we lost in the final when I was playing with Atlanta. And she alluded to the fact that it, it, not by name, but like the fact that that was a difficult decision for the organization to make. And, and I was well liked and I liked everybody, but I think it was seen as a, as a surprise move. And I think maybe it shook everybody up because they thought like, shit, if, if they can ship Amy out of here, then any one of us could, could be next. Do you know what I mean? How did that make you feel when you see <laughs> shitty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it wasn't because of your play, or the, you weren't you weren't obviously a big time Charlie. People liked you on the team, so it's just by luck the person they brought in or the the players they brought in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's difficult for you, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it, it was okay. But like she, uh, she wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't love Brandy. She um because yeah. of the bra. No it's the bra, isn't it? No, no. I mean that that was fine. I mean that was a huge moment in, in the women's game. Um and sort of the the image of them winning in ninety nine and, and the shift to it being more professional, even though it took a while for, for a North American league to kind of stick and have success. Um but she always was quite sort of condescending and um never really accepted me. Um, and whereas the other um, American players on the team did, and I think it was seen. I was captain at the time of uh, of Canada, and I think they always thought that it should have been Charmaine, and it wasn't. And then, like, I always had to almost answer for that, which was a bit strange. What, the, wait, 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 wait. The the American girls mm-hmm. were upset they, they because they had a relationship. It was a Canadian captain. Yeah, and what then is I wrong was with like. Them? I don't know. They were like, I was touted as such. So like coming in and defensive midfielder and had a good college career, um, played against them and we had just beaten them. Right. I mean, not that we were, that was something that we were, we were talking about, like we were even on par with them because that wasn't it at all. Um, but, um, by ownership, you know, like this is a Canadian captain and this is, she's going to be a big player and an important player for us. And that's the way the preseason went. And then when it all went South, it was almost thrown into like, thrown at me as like oh you're the you're the fucking captain you know what i mean like why aren't you playing why aren't you making more of an impact 
this. But it was always, yeah, but in like the women, in the women's game, and it's not always the case, and it's not always a men versus a women thing, but like rather than it being overt um, and them saying that, it was more kind of, it flew under the radar and it was sort of shitty and like comments would come out here and there. And I would just prefer like, just say it, just like say it to my face instead of like me hearing it second or third hand from somebody. So you know? it was a pretty tight group. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But, but, but great people, like people that I, that I played oh, with yeah, there that amazing. I still have conversations with. No, they sound with. great. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really good experience for you, Dubs. Like a yeah. really enjoyable yeah. work, workspace. But I'm sure players, you keep in touch with them. Yeah. Player transfer-wise, um, no, not super active. And that's, that's why that move was, I think, galvanizing for the group because it, it really shook up the team, you know? And put them on course though, in a good way. When you saw Brandy Chastain on Letterman, and she's alluding to a scenario that involved you, but not mm-hmm. by name, did you want to tell all your friends and family, hey, she's talking about me on Letterman? No. I already, like when she was watching, I was watching reluctantly, and it was in my basement and my child at home watching with my family. And like, I wanted to like crawl underneath the blanket and like just disappear. Like it took everything just for me to watch it. And I just wanted no one to make mention of it. <laughs> the worst. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. I have to watch. This game is cruel. No, yeah, we've got to track it down. It. And Please next don't. week on Footy Prime, Brandy Chastain. It's got to be out there on YouTube somewhere, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, God, please no. I don't like Brandy Chastain at all anymore. <laughs> what a piece I'm of sure work. I'm sure she's fine. You're sure? Or, okay, what percentage do you think she's fine? <laughs> mm, I don't Under know. 50, right? <laughs> yeah, less than, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Craig, do you remember any? Uh, I know when you played. I, I think the window was still wide open, right, in the early two thousands. Was it not when you retired? A bit of both. I'm not even sure I support the the window. I think it uh, inflates prices. Everybody's, you know, and then there's they're off kilter too, right? I mean, I think the well Saudi Arabian league, for instance. Yeah. I don't think their their transfer window shuts for another month. They're already, you know, probing into uh, probing. <laughs> <laughs> There we go again. Knew we'd there get we back to it. Let's dive back into it. <laughs> they offered 150 million for Salah pounds. It's been rejected. Now, if that's true, home. you got to do it, don't you? If you're Liverpool, oh, you can't have them. No, get out of here, Saudi. 150 million for a 31, almost 32 year old, though. Yeah. When you have great depth up front, that's a lot of money to reinvest. Maybe not this window, but January and next summer. I mean, that's transformative potentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's another. That's part of the problem, really, with this window and the what it does to disrupt. I mean, talk about the disruption of these windows and what it's doing for players and what is this doing to Salah? What is Salah doing right now? He's probably thinking the same thing you are. I'm 31. What is he? 31, 32. 32 and, next summer. Yeah, I think. You know, so he's probably thinking. <laughs> You know, I'll take two hundred million a year. <laughs> He's also missing a month in in January of the African Cup of Nations. Listen, I love yeah. Mo Salah. I love Mo. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It would break my heart to see him leave. But mm-hmm. you got to look at this through a business lens. And, and a guy that's not going to get any better, right? He's still really good. But a guy that mm-hmm. depends on his pace, the first thing that goes is pace. At some point, there's going to be a decline pretty soon. I would say. 
probably. Mm-hmm. I, I know players can play. I mean, he's so fit. Players can play into their mid-30s effectively. I understand that. But when you're being offered that kind of money for a guy that's close to decline, I think you've got to make the hard call. As hard as it is for the fan base and what that mm-hmm. club stands for, you know, we are Liverpool. We won't be bullied into anything. Jesus, that's that's I, that's stupid. I, I think they they are considering it. There's no question they'll consider it, and they're probably trying to get another thirty, fifty million out of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably. It'd be a sad state of affairs, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I know Seferin, the UEFA president, said that he doesn't see Saudi Arabia as a threat to the European game. It's like, well, actually, <laughs> kind of is. They're inflating we prices. Stated, we just say to why it is a threat, right? Yeah. So it precisely. has the ability, like you're talking about transformative um, amounts of cash. Um, so that's what ownerships wing and, and even uh, managers, right? When they're looking at their team and how they can shape it and really put it in into their into their mold or what they want to see. And so how, how do you turn that down? Even for a guy like Salah, who's basically the face of, of the club. Yeah, you can't. Exactly. Jimmy, you've coached guys in their early approaching mid-30s. If you offered that much money for, for a Mo Salah, don't you do it? He would be gone. Would <laughs> have packed his bags, walked him to the airport. That'd keep the CPL going for about 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, they did a huge deal yesterday, by the way, a record. Um transfer which is really great for them yeah i mean listen we understand how difficult it would be for the club and you know you've got to remove the heart and the emotion from the equation right it's purely with your head and you look at that team not to break down liverpool too much but i mean they have really great depth up top they've got more than three really good attacking players and you lose most salah you're losing something obviously because he's still so effective but Man, if you can reinvest that at the back end or in midfield in January, mm-hmm. then it just makes sense. But we'll see. Listen, the window, when does the Saudi window close? Is it the 20th or something? I think or I September? read that it's a week later. It's a week, week, is it? Okay. But Craig just okay, said a well, month, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's definitely longer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, whenever it is anyway. It, it, obviously, with the European window closing, I think it's, um, I think it's 6 or 5 p.m. Eastern. Tonight is when the window closes. You know what I found strange actually is so all last year we're talking about Jonathan David and Tajan Buchanan and where their futures lie. And they're still at their clubs, Bruges and Lille. There's rumors this morning about Tajan being linked with Atletico Madrid, which would be freaking amazing. Um, but are you surprised, Jimmy, that that they both currently still are with the, their current clubs? I am a little bit. I mean, there was so much hype about them. We all thought they were going. I thought Tejan was actually going to go to Inter Milan at one point. But mm-hmm. um, look, if he can get that move to, to Atletico Madrid would be massive for him. It really would be. But it is it is a little bit odd that it's all gone quiet for them. That's for sure. Well, they just lost Carrasco. He's gone to Saudi Arabia. Or he's about to. So there's a wide player with speed. So maybe there's a fit there. It's interesting. Did you guys enjoy the uh, the Champions League draw and, and award ceremony yesterday? Who watched it? Be honest. I watched a little bit of it after you were talking about it on the dark web. 
I happily switched from watching uh, Vancouver's midweek victory over Chicago <laughs> to the UEFA Awards. No disrespect to uh, to MLS, but <laughs> I was happy for the break. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a doubleheader. So I'm on RDS for um, Vancouver NYCFC. And then I'm on color um, for the home game for CF Montreal against Columbus against their old gaffer in Wilfred Nancy. So when, when you're watching games, which you know the score of, it's just purely for research purposes, right? How do you watch it? Are you, are you like rewinding and watching back plays or just, just peripheral viewing here? Um, if I like so- a game. Well, Vancouver, for example, I haven't seen them play really, aside from a few highlights since CF Montreal played them. So I have a little bit of a base, but I'll watch the extended highlights to see where maybe most of the action's from. Take a look at the maybe the opening 45 or like at least the first part of the, of, of the first half um, to see how they line up, to see what they're doing tactically, um, and then see what kind of subs come in and if they had an impact and then if I if I'm crunched for time, then I'll just watch a little bit of the second half and kind of see where the opportunities came from. But I'm probably not watching all 90 minutes. How about you, Jimmy? How do you scout a game? Okay, Craig, go ahead. Well, I was just going to go back to the Saudi League. Their their registration for players does close September 7th. However, FIFA's deadline is they've got them listed as September 20th. So clubs will continue to lure players to the transfer to the end of that. September 20th deadline. 20th, eh? Okay, hmm. that's a so long time. Officially, it's supposed to be September 7th, but they said they'll go by FIFA on September 20th. So, there's, yeah, there's going to be some distraction for a few weeks. I suspect they'll do what they want. They'll make their own rules up. They don't really care. Disruptors that they are. Um, yeah, so back to scouting games. Um, yeah, Jimmy, so how, how do you, when you watch games back on tape, how do you scout mm-hmm. them? <laughs> what are you laughing, Craig? <laughs> Watch games back. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would I do that? No, when I when I was coaching, I'd always go three games back, three games back, and watch all three for for different patterns, movements, um, and then really kind of dissect every game just just to see if there were certain traits that you could see with teams. But um, now that you're just analyzing games. You know, I just you watch as many as many games as you can throughout the weekend, and and that's it really. I mean, I might go back and watch one game just to to see a certain couple of players and what they were doing, but for the most part, no, I don't I don't dissect it the way that I did when I when I was coaching. I think because when you're commentating, a lot of the times too, it's it's about the moment and what's happening in the game. Where when you're coaching, you're going back, you know, two three games because you're you're trying to match their patterns or see certain things that they're doing that you can work on training. Um, but for, for the commentating, you know, I think every, every game's different. The game dictates to you what's, what's going to happen. So I don't really go back too much and watch, watch the games, but you got to know the players. But apart from that, no, you must, love that makes sense. The sport. Yeah. It does. You must love the sport though, to, to watch games back. Cause I, I can't watch games that I know the score of always had difficulty. With that, Craig, when you played, do you have teammates or people that you knew that just didn't enjoy the sport, didn't like it, but it was just a job to them? They just played and they didn't actually watch much? That's Craig. Yeah. Oh, was it Craig? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. You oh, know, when, you're okay. actually, when, when you're playing, you don't actually watch a ton because you want to switch off because you, it's hard to get time to switch off. And when you do get your time, when you're at home, you don't want to bring the dress room or the game back into your house. Sometimes you want to separate yourself and give yourself mm-hmm. a break from it. So watch way more football now than I did when I was playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I used to do uh, when I played, I wouldn't, I didn't consume nearly as much football as, as I do now, but I mean, it's obviously being yeah. involved in media and commentating and all that sort of stuff. But I think just for pleasure, I, w- I would try to watch as much as I, as I do now. Um, but when I played, I think it was Evan uh, Pellerud and we were in camp one time and I think there was euros going on. And so we would peg somebody who was, you know, playing the same position as you and then watch them during the game. And I think once it was like homework that we had to do. So watch a player, see what their movements like, how they relate to players around them, how they're combining, um, you know, maybe uh, take a look at their duels and like their stats and like do it yourself. And like to see how then you could take elements of their game and apply it to your own. Um, and I always tell young kids when I talk to, to teams or schools to do the same, even if you're not interested in, in a league or in watching an entire game, see if you can find some highlights and just watch a player in your position and see how they move and see if you mm-hmm. can take or glean anything from that and apply it to your own game. Mm. It's the same That's as a good point. I don't think people watch enough. I don't think young players in Canada watch enough football. No, they don't. That's a fact. They don't at all. Why? No. There's got more too games much to available ever, than ever before. Why don't they? I think there's more distractions now, Sean. Yeah. I, I think there's more things to do. And, you know, they, they've also got food on their plate, which makes a big difference to people and their motivation, as opposed to some of the other countries around the world that have motivation that's on a different level than ours. And that's why they're more successful. I think it's the way it's consumed as well, though, right? It, it's all in these snippets and in like the the extended highlights. You know, you if you look mm-hmm. at MLS and people who are plugged into what Messi's doing, nobody's going back and and rewatching that match against Nashville in its entirety, right? Or even like the games where he's scoring, um, they're they're consuming the extended highlights, or they're they're consuming what's on tiktok or what's on twitter or what's on you know mm-hmm. facebook all on the social so i think it's just a different way that they're they're um it, receiving the information and seeking out the information at the same time yeah that's true you know i wonder too you know with the the modern you know instant gratifications that we have with social media and everything really the, the kids are so active and they need to be i think we were talking about this the other day dan you know about you have to learn how to be bored. You have to learn how to, you know, make your own fun and, you know, and, and downtime is okay. You don't need stimulation all the time and it doesn't have to be in seven seconds. Some <laughs> things can, but not all. Things. <laughs> a I mean, girl can only dream for us. A girl can only oh, dream. <laughs> yeah. I'll push it to eight sometimes. <laughs> 13 second man. That's why I'm famous. That's eight, that's eight seconds of your life. <laughs> so, we're so fucking predictable. <laughs> a really nice conversation there, an interesting, insightful conversation, and it always comes back to something yeah. low bar. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, what a what an ass. <laughs> maybe Canada's problem is that we're just too developed. You know, we need like some awful financial crisis to to take the meals off their plates. Yeah, maybe focus. we're not far off that. <laughs> that, should be your, that should be your platform. You should run for office. I should. <laughs> be a politician. James yeah. Sherman's going to take food off your kids' plates. Yeah. <laughs> kids have it too easy these days. <laughs> Um, speaking of social media and, and highlights, there was uh, a clip that went viral this week. <laughs> and it features our boy Craig here. 31 years ago, Jason <laughs> Cundy scored on Craig Forrest in Ipswich at Portman Road. Um, we, we put it on Twitter. It was just, I mean, okay, if you haven't seen it, so Jason Cundy just, just puts his boot through the ball from, is he inside his own half? Pretty much, he's, oh, he's he, way no, out. No, he was, he was in my half. Was he in your half? Okay, just about. <laughs> but it came from absolutely nowhere. And, and Craig was just left, only, yeah, about about eight yards inside his own half. Um, and Craig's half. And Craig's just flailing at the ball. It's one of the most famous, craziest, weirdest goals you've ever seen. Mm. Um, all right, Craig, can you talk us through it? Yeah. I, well, let's put it this way. If I was in, I would... I would be in the same position today if I was in that day as well. I mean, you can't, you can't do anything. Literally, you can't do anything about getting beat on a fucking tackle, like in a gale force wind. I mean, it was fucking a hundred mile an hour. The ball got there zippity quick, and as soon as zippity quick, (laughs) as soon as Jason hit it, I knew it was in. I was beat. I, I I was in. And then on, I do remember on the next, on the Monday, the Sun, the Sun newspaper came along to the, the Tottenham training ground and they said, here's a couple, here's 10 balls. We're going to drop a ball and you're going to strike it toward the net and see how many you can score. I don't think you got any. <laughs> zippity do. Yeah. Zippity quick. Zippity, you got there zippity quick. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck was Jason Dizel doing? My buddy, my teammate. Get into the, he, was, he, he pulled out of the challenge and Jay and Cundy was just going through it because he thought Jason was going to challenge him. And it was boom, top corner. Fucking hell. And a lot of people by the are asking, way, Craig. <laughs> we got, we got, we got two knots between us, me and Jason. He also had That's testicular right. cancer. He did. In fact, he might have lost both of them because he, he had it twice. So I'm not sure if he had both of them logged off or not. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, poor bastard. Wow. Gives new meaning to a country challenge. <laughs> he's great on talk sport, by the way. Jason Gandhi is brilliant. Um, yeah, he is, he is good. A lot of people ask Craig. A lot of people ask Craig. He came to Ipswich as well on loan. So uh, 
He actually was at Ipswich when he has testicular cancer, not at Tottenham. So, no Jason quite um, well. Craig, a lot of people are asking, at what point did you know that you were fucked? Not with the cancer, with the uh, the ball over the top. Oh, as soon as it came off his boot. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I was going back to have a little go at it because I didn't want to make it look as though I wasn't going for it, but I had no chance of getting it. No chance. Not from my positioning, but if I was on the goal line, which would have been the wrong position for me, uh, I would have saved it. But So you got it all right. Yeah. Apart from the I remember part. it well, though. I remember it well. <laughs> what was, yeah, when you, there's a little image at the uh, end of the highlight pack, you're kind of walking back and your head's down. Great hair, by the way. And a lot of people called out how great your hair looked. It was amazing. Fabulous hair. Um, Thank you. What were you thinking at that time? <laughs> like, you just, were you angry? Were you desperate? Were you just in disbelief? What, what were you? Mm. All of it. And it was live. And, and I, think it, I think somebody mentioned it was like the third Super Sunday. So Sky Television just got the rights to the Premier League. I think it was this, the third one in. So the whole country's watching. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, how is your freaking luck? But Ipswich were playing really well at the time, weren't you? I think you were unbeaten on the season. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? We were like fucking top five. We were like, we, were, we started off, I don't think we were beaten for the first 10 or something. So that wasn't a turning point then is what you're saying? No. That's Our good. fans wanted us to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> Not with that squad. We needed another 10 players. <laughs> <laughs> so if Scott you were the commentator Thompson. on that on that game, would you have had a go at you? At who? Your positioning, you, no. or do you just chalk that up to to bad luck? Oh yeah. Should we play it? Yeah, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell a goalkeeper is like, oh, in a in a one in a thousand chance that they go into <laughs> a challenge. You know, you got to be standing on your goal line. No, here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Ready. <laughs> This is exhilarating for the listeners. Yeah, this is great. This is great, great listening here, Charms. Thanks, Charms. Oh, thanks for that, Charms. That was awesome. You barely could hear it. And even more, it's like dead air. Play that one zippity yeah, quick. We need to zippity quick. That's what we got out of this. Um, Scott like, Thompson says he blames the wind, Craig, not, not you for that. No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> we drew um, that game, Walsh, too. We, we drew 1-1. Amy Walsh responded, uh, asking, is it easier to backpedal out of A, poor positioning on the pitch, B, an errant opinion on the pod, or two, can you wear mock necks exclusively from now on? <laughs> so first of all, one, is it easier to backpedal out of a poor positioning on the pitch or an errant opinion on the pod? Uh, errant opinion on the pod. <laughs> 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 and uh, can you wear mock necks exclusively from now on? Were they called mock necks? I thought they were mock turtlenecks. Did they call them turtlenecks? I think they're mock necks, right? No, no, Craig Craig doesn't mm. seem too enamored with that question. No. I'm just so. looking at the route. We we lost one of our first twelve in the Premier League. 
You're going down he's, your rabbit hole just, of how good Ipswich was that year. And Spurs wasn't one of them. We drew that game. I feel like you're missing out on a chance here with Puma to to, to really grab that really slim slice of the market who are interested in Puma track top and mock necks, like finding that crossover. <laughs> the mock neck was a big, big turtle. It was 90s, right? I think yeah. even women got into them. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, I think I remember seeing them in Friends and yeah. Monica would have a mock neck on, if that's what they're called. <laughs> but do you remember Thomas Placanix, who played for yeah. the house? He yeah, always, yeah. used to always wear a mock neck. There was always like the lone athlete who, who was sporting them. There was also we, the uh, people who do mock neck and a real turtle neck. And you're like, yeah. what are you doing? How many how many shirts do you need to wear? Yeah, and they looked like uh, Mike Myers in the Sprocket skit. That's on right, SNL. exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> We're going to dance. <laughs> staying on the what theme are you guys, of mocking What are you out, doing, Sharps? You're staring at find, both Well, you. staying on the theme of mocking our uh, panelists here, the pod, um, we, we did ask the, the primers out there to suggest things we could stuff Jimmy with at the oh, taxidermy. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find the post here. But my, my favorite one, I think, was uh, Rhonda Brownlee. Or was it Ken or Carrie? It was Carrie Ryan. Suggested Branston Pickle, which would be amazing, but I, I wouldn't be able to help myself having a little nibble. That's a problem. <laughs> I oh, Jimmy. I don't oh, Jimmy. What you just You're going to have a nibble of Jimmy. Do you know what Branston Pickle is? No. no. You don't know what it really? is? No. Oh, for fuck. Come on. Okay, it's like a sandwich spread. Okay. It goes great with cheese, anything really. It's like, uh, well, I don't know. It's, it's the most delicious thing. I, I always have it in my fridge. Um, I, I just destroy yep. jars upon jars of the stuff. It's very English. Oh, okay. No, I think I've seen it. Is it almost so what, like, it- it's not like a chutney or like a chow chow or like a, it's a condiment, right? That you would like add on to stuff-ish? Yep. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, uh, have you seen this? I'm scanning through uh, some of our posts. Rhonda actually did <laughs> regarding Jimmy's... Uh, Taxidermy. She wants him to. to can can this be the outcome? <laughs> that was that I was did the. Not see that. Yo, that was Amazing. brilliant. That was taxidermy. If anybody needs to follow someone for Footy Prime supporters that enjoy, we we banter a lot with is Rhonda Brownlee. Yeah. She does great photoshopping, and that was about the press conference, Jimmy, when he would look catch uh, reporters looking at his package, mm. and he'd call them out, yeah. and he'd and he'd like give them a little glint of. Uh, there's like a little basic instinct inspiration yeah, coming exactly. out. <laughs> you would be all over that. <laughs> Some of the other suggestions are cans of Guinness. I like that one too from Dave Starkey. Mm-hmm. A Chris Rock bubble wrap so he can make me laugh in death as he does in life. Um, hot air. Someone said hot air. Was that you, Dubs? No, I said um, I was going more of like a farming agricultural route. And I That's right, thinking- manure fertilizer because he's always kind of full of shit manure (laughs) (laughs) um all right uh okay actually dubs i want to quickly um get your quick thoughts on john herbman leaving canada oh yeah we obviously we hammered that story this week um your first time on since it happened from a canadian perspective what are your your thoughts oh from a canadian perspective i think it's uh well i think you look at moro I think, um, do you need to go any further? 
I think you look at Moro and, and his background and his experience. Um, it, it, is he uh, somebody who could be more than just an interim coach? Do you, do you need to ha- sort of have this, this super wide search or, or like the way that they, they put Earl in, right? After a worldwide global search, we're going to hire the guy three doors down. So I suspect mm-hmm. the same thing might happen given the financial constraints and the dumpster fire that is currently Canada soccer. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, you know, the timing of it. And I think I heard um, JMO talk about this. Um, it was similar to the way that John left the women's program, you know, where it was, it took them by surprise. And then he joined the men's program, took him a while to get, um, I think the respect and, and the, the credibility from not only the players, but I think the, the public and what he was going to do in, in the, the men's football space, but sort of left the women um, in the lurch a little bit, left them high and dry. So now I think is, is the club move um, a, a good move for him career-wise? Probably, um, you know, given all the reasons that you guys talked about on the pod for us, you talked about it, like his personality and the way that he operates and the resources he'll be able to have at his disposal at TFC. But um, it kind of fucks the men's team a little bit, right? Um, so I don't know, a little bit of a pattern there. Um, and I think the way that um, just to go to sort of TFC, I think he has a chance to be a really well-liked coach, but I also think the the negative to that is that he has he risks being a really polarizing figure. So you have that intensity, the guy who's um, a legendary motivator. Um, he's going to fr- reframe things. He's going to get them goals. He comes in October first. How many games do you have left at that point? You know, you have you have a handful, three. So you're not talking about that season. You're looking further down the line, um, and and re-energizing that locker room hopefully getting rid of the toxicity, figuring out what people's personal motivations are. Do they want to stay? And you build, but you have that intensity and that, and that scrutiny that he's going to be under, but also that environment, that day-to-day where you have the benefit of seeing people on a regular basis and all that that can bring to him. But somebody that doesn't love his approach, you have it also the, the negative there is that, you know, maybe you have, um, you know, not a fractured group, but you have guys who really don't like the way that he comes at it. And that risks, I think, um, influencing the locker room for the negative. Um, but that's just me sort of searching, looking for a different angle than you guys have already covered. Um, but I think, you know, good, good for him. And I think good for, good for TFC because as much as I'm coming at it from a Montreal angle, I think if TFC is successful, I think it means that soccer in Canada has a better chance of, of being successful. So uh, I think you have to have that perspective on it as well. It's a great point, actually. Uh, and, and Craig, maybe you can comment on this. So, so John's this, this master motivator, and it's one thing to do that when you have camps every few months uh, and, and you, that message is presented in those camps. But to do it on a day-to-day basis, I, I would think he has to adjust the strategy Right, because you can't be. Maybe it does work. I don't know. I haven't been in that room with John when he when he's you know talking to players and you know making them play above themselves. But but does he? Do you think have to change it slightly to be less full on on a daily basis? Yeah, you're muted. I think right now, Craig. Sorry about that. That's all right. No, make no mistake. It's a big challenge for John, and he knows this. And this is what really motivates the guy, to be honest with you. He likes to challenge himself and push himself. And he'll figure it out. He's a smart guy. There's no question about his coaching, but there are some, you know, nuances to the 
club game that uh, he's unaware of and he's going to have to learn on the fly. But he'll surround himself with good people and bring his own people in. And I expect him to do quite well. I think from a culture approach as well, Robin Gale is going to be brought back in to the team. And uh, Mm -hmm. Robin finished her career with the national team and started working with John with the women and then went over with John when he switched to the men's program and what she does um, from a mental and sort of that, that team culture approach um, mm-hmm. is, I mean, if, if you know Robin, you love Robin. Like she's just salt of the earth. She's the, the best person. And I got a chance to see her. I hadn't seen her in years um, when I was in Toronto. So great to connect with her. And so she's somebody who's going to be, I think, um, essential for, for John, for, for building that relationship and that intimacy that you want with players and that you're going to have access to because you have that day in, day out um, exposure with the players and a chance to really build meaningful relationships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that I, I watched the game the other night and I thought Toronto SC played really well. That was that was refreshing. And it's amazing what a result can do because you see these smiling faces. Even Terry, you know, was it was good to see because he's had a tough run of things and he's he's done really well, I think, you know, trying to balance, you know, what's going on off the field and trying to keep keep this team feet on the ground, trying to get results, trying to get goals. It's been really tough for him. So nice to see a smile on Terry Dunfield's face and nice to see them put in a good shift because I thought they were excellent. I mean, Bernadeschi, this guy is no question has got some talent. eh? Like the guy just, he's a different level than most of the players in MLS. It's just, he is quality. There's no doubt about it. So if you can get these guys playing and get the unit playing as a, as a team, he's he's got a half a chance. Do you think he's playing? Sorry, Sharms. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, for a guy like Bernadeschi or Insigne, are they playing now to impress sort of, you know, like the the new bump with the manager, like because they know that he was there, he was in a stadium, or are they playing to impress somebody who's maybe in the stadium taking a look at them or somebody who's got eyes on them hoping to to Mm. nab them and move them out, you know? Not that it matters, right? Yeah, a bit of everything, but I think for the most part, as a pro, you you show up and you, you you put a shift in no matter what, no matter how frustrated you are, you have to to do that and prove yourself every single game. And for the most part, I think Bernadeschi's done that pretty well. I think they've they've had some issues, obviously injuries and whatnot, but they're going to have a decent squad next year. Yeah, but they that break that too, 10 actually. game. I keep saying this to you, Sharms. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just, I was just back, backing up your, your point there, Dubs. That you know, I, I do wonder whether it was a coincidence that the team played so much better, knowing the direction the club's gone and knowing that the new gaffers in the stadium, and and now it's time to you know appease mm-hmm. and, and impress someone. We'll see. I guess the next game. Yeah, John Osorio's goal was nice. Eh? That was yes, it was beautiful, brilliant goal. Craig and I were also joking about our friend Terry Dunfield, a uh, friend of the show, about, hey, now you show up. <laughs> Once they named John Hurtman coach of the team, <laughs> hey, now you show up. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do that? wonder when, when John you know, names Terry, because he's, he's named Terry as part of his staff moving forward, right? That's going to make some players a little bit nervous if there have been any issues there mm-hmm. with, with Terry. Like, he'll, it's like, ah, really? That's pretty naive of the players in that case. But it, it also makes me a little bit frustrated with, with TFC. Like, clearly there's stuff that we don't know about that's going on in, in the locker room or between players. But they break this 10-game losing skid, a really convincing victory, and they, they get the lead and they protect it, which they've been unable to do, right? If they've been able to score goals this season, then they're usually coughing one up late and for, for a tie when they should have gotten three points or, like, they get nipped just at the end. 
Um, so part of me like feels for Terry be like, where the fuck has this been? You guys, you know, I might've got the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay. Listen, before we get the pick, so Wonga, we need to pass on some love to one of our OG primers. Yeah, I, l- last night on Twitter, I saw that, or X, whatever we want to call it now, Doug Simonite had to uh, go to the hospital or call an ambulance. So we're just oh. uh, best of luck to Doug, big Footy Prime Supporters Club uh, member and a Nottingham Forest fan. So we're just hoping the best for Doug. Doug, give us yeah. an update if you can. Uh, he's a keeper. Always Him and Craig always go back and forth too. So uh just thinking of you, hope everything's great. Um, we're not sure, but yeah, let us know when you can. You got the mm-hmm. air ambulance. All the best, Doug. Oh, an air ambulance, ambulance and air ambulance. He's doubled up the ambulance. So, uh, Doug, oh, we're thinking of you, mate. Let us know what is going on. All right, uh, shall we get some footy picks here? Shall we, shall we roll in Danny Dickey? Are you ready? Ah shit, I did it again. Christ almighty. What's happening here? Hang on. Sharps is having technical issues. Oh shit, I did it again. Things you don't want to hear from your proctologist. Oh my god, what is he doing? He's got the colonoscopy tool out. That's what it looked like in my doctor's office yesterday. This is our promo is Charms yes. trying to find <laughs> us doing the dance and then him, him trying to figure out his tech. Oh my God, what are you doing? How did the wires get the so Well, the other tangled. thing is he ha- his headphones are off, so he can't even hear us right now. That's right. He's talking to himself. What a fucking numpty. So for all of those listening, what a Charmin has his chair up. Up in the air, and he's he has cords wrapped around, and he's trying to get it out. But very impressive, you you handled that chair like it was nothing. Like, have you seen the length of this cable? <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, though. It was like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so yeah, but charms. Usually, yeah. it's you in the mirror saying that. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> it's got to be longer, surely. <laughs> All right. It's a fun um, house mirror, though. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm going to issue something in here. To... All right. It's time for <laughs> Footy Picks. Courtesy Tony Bear. Uh-huh. And I'm having issues. Oh, I can't spell my name right. That's why. Hang on. All right. Come on, Holger. Let me log in here. Sort it out. Come on, you can do it. Okay, here we are. All right. So Jimmy has, has had to step out in Blue Mountain. He's got his skis on. <laughs> you, know, you know it's September, right, Jimmy? Um, he has taken uh, – he's gone to Scotland, actually, for his, uh, his footy pick for the parlay. Um, he has picked Celtic over Rangers. Rangers smashed, by the way, in the, in the Champions League qualifiers this past week. Um, whereas of course Celtic, did. of course, in uh, – actually, who's in Celtic's group? They are with, um, got it right here, hang on. Oh, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio and Celtics. So who knows, maybe if Tejon gets a move to Atletico, it could be the Buchanan-Johnston derby. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Great, yeah. sounds fun. Thanks, yes, guys. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Mm. 
All right, so Jimmy is taking Celtic over Rangers in the old firm. Uh, plus 170 on the road Celtic at Ibrox this weekend. So that's Jimmy's pick. Okay, Dubs, what do you have? I have. I feel like Jimmy's mailing it in a little bit, but I like that because I think we need it for the parlay. But mm-hmm. I'm going to maybe go a little bit riskier, but I think since Vancouver's won three consecutive away matches in all comps for the first time since 2015... I'm going to take Vancouver over NYCFC. Vancouver. Okay, let me just find that MLS here. I like it. Where is MLS? It's here somewhere. Hang on. While you're, do, while you're looking for that, all right now. we'll get off to a flyer. We'll, I'm going for West Ham and a way result against Luton Town. <laughs> Friday Hang night. On. I'm not there yet. I'm still trying to find MLS. My computer's doing some really annoying things right now. We'll get there. Keep talking. Keep talking wide, Craig. Are they away wide. at Luton? Yeah, they're away to Luton, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. It'll be a tough game because obviously Luton will be buzzing over this, but it'll be interesting to see what the stadium looks like and what changes they've made to that. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to – didn't we were saying, Craig, they had to postpone two matches ago against, I think, Burnley? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the renovation, I guess it would be called, hadn't yeah. been completed. Wasn't up to snuff for uh, mm-hmm. Prem. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. It's difficult, you know, when they get promoted and you've only you've you've got a very short period of time to get yourself ready uh, <laughs> with the staff, with your players, and your your digs as well. I mean that that place is an interesting play. I played there many times, and uh, back it was even plastic at one time that that pitch at Luton, but very interesting stadium boxed into a bunch of homes on a bit of a hill, have to cross over people's gardens to get into the end, end of the stadium. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting place to be in the Premier League. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing, really. Okay, so we've got West Ham, we've got Vancouver, we've got Celtic. Wonga, take it away. What do you have? Forge. Oh, no, go oh no. Wonger. Look who they're playing. They're playing Vancouver. Last place. Come on. Are they They're playing? Uh, it doesn't matter because they are fighting for the fifth place uh, or even fourth place. This is a huge match. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I th- Listen, this is the parlay, I, right? Okay. You have to go for it's the a good pick. It's a good it's pick. A good pick. Yeah. Bobby Smunosis, by the way, more and more rumblings about him being very much considered for, for Canada. He was actually, I'm hearing, he was the, the runner-up to John Herbman for TFC. So people are noticing CPL, which is really important. And you can't go wrong with Bobby Simoniotis in any role, if you ask me. He would rebuild that program, and that would be a great choice as well. Hire from within Canada. I really believe that for that job. But we'll get to that later. I'm sure there's there's so much more next few weeks to speculate about that job. All right, JC, where are we going this week? Well, we're going to go all the way over to the championship. So I'm thinking in honor of our boy Craig Forrest whiff uh, 31 years ago, I'm going to take Ipswich over Cardiff. Yes. Okay. All right. So can you you give us a reason why? Yeah. Well, Ipswich is killing it. I mean, they, they, okay. So Ipswich lost 4-3 to Leeds last game. Um, And, but still, but other than that, they've been playing incredibly. So I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm going with Ipswich. And Ipswich reminds me of a sandwich, and I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah, <laughs> there were 22 games unbeaten going into the Leeds last weekend where they lost 4-3. Yeah. 
There you yeah, go. minus 156 favorites in this one over, over Cardiff, who are way down there at plus 389. I will stick in the prem this weekend. And mm, let me have a look here. I've done so much preparation for this. Can you tell? <laughs> it's the parlay. I, we're, we're looking pretty good right now. So let's go for something that I think is going to happen. Just to kind of top up. Because I, I can't lose again. All right. I'm going to go for a gimme here. All right. I'm going to go for City over Fulham. Oh, okay. right. They're massive favorites. It's not going to yeah. alter the Love line it. too much, but it's they're minus six twenty-five favorites. So, uh, but that puts us up to plus four thousand three fifty on this six-event parlay. So you put five bucks down in that bad boy, we can win two hundred and twenty-two dollars. <gasps> and considering we're down to four hundred and seventy-five for my five hundred, I think we'll take it, Tony Bet. Thank you, Tony Bet. Place bet. Love it. I find it so satisfying when I'm on this website, tonybet.ca, and we just place the bet and bloop, and it all goes up there, and there's our little bet slip there. I would all like the to potential. have that. I want that sound notification available for me to select as part of my phone for like a text or something coming in. It is actually pretty good. It's good, right? Yeah. Is it, is it the, yeah. uh, the, the second part of the syllable, like the or the bloop part? I think it's the first part. The bloop, bloop, bloop. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dubs. You're welcome. Um, all those games, by the way, or most of those games, CPL and, and Prem in particular, you can find on FuboTV.com. Um, Wonger, anything you want to get yeah. to? No, I think uh, just remember FuboTV.com slash footy prime if you want to subscribe and help out your friendly neighborhood footy prime podcast. Okay. Well, we are back on uh, Monday morning, bright and early. Maybe we'll do a Sunday one. What do you think? It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I like Sunday night ones. We're, we're getting back in the flow of the school year. So we'll, we're going to share our schedule coming out uh, next week because we'll know exactly what we're, when and when we are able to podcast and then produce and publish. Um, and we have a few things to announce next week. So stick mm-hmm. around. We're going it's to a long be, weekend, uh, I just remembered. A long weekend. Yeah, so, we, yeah, so, so stay tuned to our socials and we'll figure out when we're doing this. Please. Could be Sunday night, could be Monday. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. We either. will get more of a, a schedule very soon. Hmm? But, but Dubs has already started oh. schooling. Her kids are uh, homeschooling. I got to uh, go. I got my hit. There you go. She's See got you guys. TSN. See you <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Hey, listen, TSN's <laughs> getting our sloppy seconds. Oh, jeez. That's what the that's what the gynecologist said too. Oh no! That's terrible. Uh, ending the podcast with that kind of conversation. Tied it up with a little, put a little knot in it, a little balloon knot. Oh, all right, Steve Footy Prime. Thank you everyone for listening. My deepest, deepest apologies to all proctologists out there. Keep my newspapers going. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.